0: hello and welcome to the dog pod where we're sharing amazing ways that dogs enrich our everyday lives and how we can enrich their lives in return i'm sue ellen the host of the dog pod and each fortnight we'll have guests and discussions about why dogs are actually man's best friend be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and we'll see you in the dog pod if you have a dog that's getting on in years and you'd love to keep them happy and mobile then this episode is for you. In this episode we'll be discussing why an exercise program is vital for the ongoing joint and muscle health of your senior dog. Stay tuned. Hello, and today I'd like to welcome today's guest, Kylie Martz. Kylie is the founder of Strong and Steady Canines. It's a business dedicated to improving the mobility of pain in senior dogs. Would, is that how you'd describe it, Kylie?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> so welcome, Carly. So how about we start with um, with your dogs? Tell me about the dogs in your life. Who are they and how did they come into your life?
1: So I've got two huskies. I've got uh, my baby boy, Kiba is six. We got him as a puppy. So that was our first introduction to huskies. Uh, and then we got Freya. So after six months of having Kiba, we wanted to get him a friend and Freya was a rehome. And we got her at four and a half. She's now 10 and a half. So we've had her for about six years as well. And yeah, so Frey is my senior girl. Uh, and Kiba, Kiba's the reason I started doing exercise therapy for dogs, not because he was a senior dog, but because he had an injury. And I recognised the difference that exercise has made and, and the gap that exercise therapy is not being used in dogs as, as I think the benefits are there to be
0: used. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the special needs of senior dogs. So obviously I have a special interest in, in spaniels, um, but we can talk generally about senior dogs and their special needs as, as well. And maybe what, as you mentioned, some of the gaps that, um, that aren't being met for senior dogs. So do you, just talk about a little bit about onset of, of any particular age conditions that dogs might have. When would you start to be looking for signs in your dog that maybe they're just a little bit arthritic or in pain? So as
1: the definition of senior dog is different um, depending on really the size of the dog, so because smaller dogs live longer. So senior dogs, yeah, so as I was saying, senior dogs, are defined based on the size um, and and their age differ. So for a Husky, because it's a medium to large dog, they are seniors from about age eight. A smaller dog, like a Spaniel or a, or a Chihuahua or a Maltese, they they are looking at, you know, maybe about 10, 10 years old mm-hmm. um, to be classified as a senior. And, the important thing to notice as dogs get older is we often think that it's just their fur on the outside that changes. So you'll notice that they might get a little bit grayer. But aging in humans and dogs are quite similar. And one of the things that happens there's lots of changes to to nerves. So um, you know their eyes will change, their heart will change. Um, you know, bladder and bowels. If they become incontinent, that will you know that happens as well as dogs age. They could get doggy dementia. Uh, but the thing that I'm focused on f- for exercise therapy is that as dogs get older, there is a natural decline in muscle mass, and that happens in humans as well. So as mm-hmm. we get older, we don't notice it, but there's a decrease in muscle mass and there's a decrease in strength. Uh, Decreasing strength. So for humans that. Results in falls, um, and that's how you kind of notice that they're having issues because they're falling. For dogs, it it displays a little bit differently. They don't fall um, as much. They got you know if one leg fails, they've still got three others to kind of support them. But they you'll notice a decrease in strength by their decrease in activity, and that's when it's important to say, okay, well, as they as their muscles are getting weaker, we can actually help. Um, them maintain their
0: strength and their function by doing exercise therapy. It's like strength training is still important as a human being well into your older years. Um, As um, my trainer says that, you know, like getting on and off the toilet and just simple being able to get off the floor if you're doing something, all those things become really important for us as humans. So I guess for dogs it's just maintaining their activity and their quality of life. So what sort of signs do you look for in a dog that they may be, you know, maybe a little arthritic or um, in some other kind of pain?
1: So similar to as you were saying about humans you know getting off from a low seat so things like toilets or low couches or floors it requires a lot of muscle strength to get up and you know getting out of cars like again because cars are low it's it's hard to to get out of and and so dogs are similar you'll notice that they'll have struggle like struggle with getting up from the floor they might not be able to get up and go out potty in time so they may become incontinent not because of the bladder changes but because they just their muscles can't help them get outside fast enough they might not greet you at the door anymore because they're in pain um and they can't they they, they won't be able to to run to you you may notice that they slow down on walks they're not tolerating their walks as well uh so and the most obvious sign really is limping so if you look at your dog as they walk if they're limping then that's that would be a sign of
0: of pain and i I noticed that um there's a a huge market these days for joint supplements what role do you think that uh, that plays in alleviating some of that pain or keeping the dog more comfortable
1: I love joint supplements. I think I use mine. So neither of my dogs have a diagnosis of arthritis, but I use it. I use joint supplements because they optimize the joint health so that it's healthier for longer and less affected by arthritis when it comes. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely good to decrease... Uh, inflammation which sometimes it can help to decrease pain but it's it's kind of it's meant to be used in conjunction with other treatments so it can't really be solely used say instead of pain relief because pain relief is really really important particularly as as a very senior dog or uh, mobility impaired dog arthritic dog you can't just give them natural remedies and um, and I hope that that heals them because managing pain is really, really important. And the most effective way is by pain relief. So if you give them sufficient pain relief, it allows them to move and do the exercises so that they can get stronger and keep moving for longer. And it doesn't need to be life lifelong thing. It can just be when there's exacerbations along the way. But So going back to supplements, I think they're really helpful and and I I use uh, supplements for mine, but I use it in conjunction with other treatments to optimise their their health uh, and their strength. So, yeah, I guess I just want to emphasise that joint supplements don't increase strength. So lots of people will realise that their dog's legs might look um, thinner because they're wasting away because of arthritis or because of older age there's a wastage and like, oh, you know, they, you know, will supplements help to increase strength? And it doesn't. Only strength training can increase strength, but it will still help improve the joint health inside.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. And how do you see most people um, addressing the needs of a senior dog? Do you think they just go, oh, we'll just leave them sleep or we won't take them on a long walk? Or, do you think they just allow them to sort of, get I suppose get slower and older is that how generally how people ah that's a really tricky
1: question um a bit of both because I think that when dogs are slowing down and resting a lot again this is that could be signs of pain which is really important to get an assessment from your vet to see if if those are reasons for pain people like oh they're just getting old so they leave them be and just let them get old but then on the other hand you've got some dogs that even they they have arthritis and they are older dogs but they act like a puppy. And this is really really hard because it doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with them. It means that they're just hiding it very well.
0: So Do you think that's why again masking
1: pain. Very much so.
0: So they're eager to please, so they won't necessarily not do what they ask, but there are the signs you need to be looking for.
1: Exactly. And I think that's why older dogs, I often hear, oh, they act like a puppy, they're fine. It's but they're not because their joints are different, their muscles are different, their nerves are different because they're older. So they might be acting like a puppy, but why? Is it because they're acting like a puppy because they're just trying to be pleased, you know, please you? They're trying Mm -hmm. to be involved in whatever the family's doing because they they don't want to be left out. So, yeah, it it takes a little bit of critical thinking to understand what your dog's behaviour is and why it's happening and not just think, oh, well, it looks okay so it must be okay because it may not be.
0: And are there any other signs of um, of pain, I guess, apart from, say, the obvious slowing ones of, say, a limp or just slowing down? Do, do some dogs whine or bark or, yeah, are there other signs like that that people should be looking for in their dog? Absolutely. So interestingly, 53% of owners miss signs of pain in their
1: dogs because they don't vocalise. Mm. So we think that They would whine. They may whine, but they may not either. So they can express their pain by vocalising. The other thing to notice is what is their behaviour? Are they eating less? Are they more aggressive? So are their behaviours changing? So maybe they were really good with certain members of the family, but they're not anymore. Uh, Maybe they're aggressive towards other dogs because they, you know, whereas they used to be fine, now it's, hey, I'm barking at you to stay away from me because I'm sore and I don't want you to hurt me. So are there any changes in behaviour? Yeah, they're the main ones you really want to look out for um yeah so are they resting more so you know does it take a long time to recover from activity are they just sleeping through the day are they stiff in the morning when they get up are they less hesitant to jump in the car or on the couch or on the bed yeah so those are those are key things to to look out for uh because again we don't want our dogs to be silently suffering in pain and sadly more than half of us miss signs of pain yeah
0: I know when I was vet nursing, one of the things the vets say, when, as, as the, they're getting the dogs to come into the consultation room, they watch the dog. So they're watching for any of those signs that you're talking about. So whether or not it's, you know, the gate or um, some dogs, depending on the condition they have, they might kind of hunch up if they've like got a stomach upset or pancreatitis or something and they real those things are really subtle but the vets that's what the vets are looking for when they um first see them so just going back to spaniels my my pet topic um talk a little bit about the sorts of things that people could expect in older spaniels
1: regardless of size of dogs so often arthritis is more likely to occur in dogs of larger breeds uh, so you know, your Labradors, your Rotties, uh, your Retrievers, your Labs. But there's certain breeds of dogs that are predisposed to hip dysplasia, which also lead to hip arthritis. So Spaniels are predisposed to that condition, even though they're not as big as those dogs that I mentioned. So it's really important to make sure that they're, as they get older that their hips are still functioning well. So, again, as signs of loss of function, so that jumping, the slowing down, the limping, any behavioural changes, appetite changes, they would warrant an investigation by your vet which may lead to a diagnosis of hip arthritis, wow. uh, in which case there are n- Uh, Lots of therapies you can do for that. So sometimes the first thing they will suggest may be a hip replacement for your dog, which is definitely um, needed in some cases. But there's also exercise therapy that can help prolong that need for surgery.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your exercise program and how it can help.
1: Yeah, so I have a online exercise class membership. It's called Fur Baby Fitness. I do weekly exercise classes in there, and also give out a weekly exercise program. And so that is to help strengthen older dogs. And we've had some great um, changes. A lot of them have had, you know, been able to decrease their medication or. Or postpone surgery, which is really the ideal situation. And dogs as young as one uh has have come. So it's not necessarily an older dog, even though it's 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 aimed at seniors, because I I I'm a senior physio, so I love my seniors, but it's also that arthritis can happen regardless of age. So that's also something to be mindful of. Uh, and I also have uh an ebook. So if you want to self- Progress through some exercises. Um, There's strengthening exercises in there, as well as stretches because stretches are important. So it's not only about strength; it's about um, stretching as as well. And other therapies like heat and ice.
0: How much time do you think an owner needs to dedicate to exercising to um, help their dog? Because it's they, they all sound great resources, but how long would someone want to allow to see the best outcome for their dog so muscles take time to get stronger
1: and so you need to be consistent and you need to be regular and the exercises need to be progressive so muscles also get very lazy if you give them the same exercises they're not going to grow and get stronger Muscles will just say, yeah, I've done this before. It's like us lifting our, our arms up and doing bicep curls with no weight. We can do it all day and it's not going to actually increase the strength of our, of our biceps. So it's similar to dogs. If we get them to do the same exercises all the time without resistance, they're not going to grow. So I'll, I'll, so the first thing is daily. So the exercises need to be done pretty much daily and you need to dedicate about 10 minutes a day. And I recommend that you don't have to, I know we're all very time poor, uh, you don't have to add it to, you know, in addition to your to your walk, you could actually deduct it from your walk and say that, you know, say you take your dog out for an hour, you could do 50 minutes of walking instead and then 10 minutes of strengthening exercises because it's still exercise, it's still helpful, but your amount of time taken is is no longer um changed yeah so then you would have to be consistent and do it for a good month or two because like I said exercises uh, muscles take time to grow we we learned something that we learned in when I was at uni for physio was that what you lose in a week takes you one month to gain so mm. if you're immobilized it takes that it takes a lot of hard work to get back up there and and it's no different to dogs so it will take time to build up so you need to be consistent you'll probably start seeing changes within a month or two but even after then you still need to keep challenging your dog's muscles in in a safe way so that it doesn't cause them pain but so that it can keep growing in relation to the dog's decreasing muscle mass does that make sense
0: yeah yeah it does
1: Yeah, we have to exercise pretty much. Our muscles need to be exercised until we die, essentially, because the muscles always need to be growing and you want to always be counteracting that muscle loss that will happen as time goes on. So, yeah, I get a lot of patients that are elderly and they're like, you know, I walk around the block, that's my exercise, but walking actually is not strength training unless you incorporate heels and stairs and curbs there's no actual strengthening in a daily walk a walk is great but it doesn't strengthen and so our muscles are always changing so we also we always need to be challenging them
0: yeah that's okay that sounds perfect because I think we think about it in for us but we don't think about it so much for our, our pets so that's that's really good advice thank you Kylie
1: thank you for having me I really enjoyed being able to share the message about the importance of exercises in dogs with or without arthritis.
0: Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights in looking after senior dogs. And we'll be talking to you again, I'm sure. Thanks, Kylie. Thanks, Ellen. For more about Kylie and her exercise program, check out the show notes for all the details. And don't forget to join us again in two weeks' time. Until then... Have a great week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.